Friends, lately, we've been walking our way through the Apostle Paul's very earliest letter in 1 Thessalonians under the sermon series heading, Sharing Ourselves. Sharing Ourselves, which is what I have suggested is Paul's central theme. This week, as we in the global church observe All Saints Day and All Souls Day, it gives us an opportunity to recall and to give thanks for all of those who have shared themselves with us. I've had to skip ahead a couple of chapters this week in our reading for today to the part of this letter that looks for a brief moment at at what we ought to say about those who have passed and how we should try to orient ourselves around that subject. The apostle must have sensed that this was a lingering question on the heart of his hearers, or maybe it was just something he felt led to take up. And he says to this church that we should not grieve for them as those who have no hope. For they will be sharers in Christ's resurrection. And when Christ returns with a shout and an archangel's call, the dead in Christ will rise first, we heard. And so he concludes, encourage one another with these words. In fact, he comes back to that very same conclusion twice in our reading for today there, and as well in chapter 5, verse 11, where he says, Therefore, again, encourage one another and build one another up, as indeed you are doing with respect to these things. Friends, as we gather in worship today to try and observe this year's All Saints celebration, of remembrance. I believe that we have some self-searching and some practicing to do. Because I sense, as Paul seems to have sensed, that our own assumptions and culture and attitudes towards death and dying are not nearly seasoned enough with the hope that we have and the hope that we proclaim the hope and the promise that death is not the final word for these saints. For the Lord of life is coming. I sense that all too often, even in the church, we have taken on a habit as gr- of grieving as those who have no hope. As he says, in case you didn't know this, friends, the culture in which we have been formed and in which we have had our attitudes shaped towards death and dying has been called the most death-avoidant culture in all of world history. We don't like to talk about it. We change the subject rather quickly. We don't make the time and the space for ourselves to mourn or to process, families may or may not gather depending upon whether they can get off from work or not. All mention 
of death's reality, finality, its closure, are considered too abrupt, even impolite, not in keeping with good taste. And all the while our movies are more graphic, our society is more violent, one hardly needs a scientific study to sense that more people are carrying a whole lot more stuff around. And I think a good question and a good practice for all saints might be just to ask openly here in this space, what then? What then might it look like to grieve as those who possess a hope? That sounds a bit strange, doesn't it? To grieve as people who possess a hope. But I think it follows pretty naturally on Paul's exhortation this morning. He wants us to be informed about our hope so that we don't grieve like people without it. So what does it look like to grieve as a people with hope? I like that question. I like that question because it opens up a space to process our losses but to process them in the light of a larger reality. It reminds us that we process within the radiance of hope. The kind of processing we engage in isn't a processing to forget. It's a processing to remember. Remember so that as Paul says here, we can encourage one another with these words. We're going to take some time here in our service this morning doing just that sort of processing and remembering, naming our saints and lighting our candles of remembrance. But as we do that, let us not forget the main point. We are practicing what it is to grieve as a people with hope. We are holding up names and lives so that they can become a source of encouragement. These, no doubt, will be lives that have shared themselves with us, made an impact on us, helped to shape us and raise us and encourage us. These are not just the names of the people that we've lost, but people that now we keep even closer to our hearts. You know, in the creed that we say most every Sunday, there's a line that says this. It says, I believe in the communion of the saints. Have you ever thought about that line? I believe in the communion of the saints. And I have often wondered to myself if the force of that line is to remind us of their continuing presence with us, their ongoing support, their ongoing cheer. As Hebrews says it, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run with perseverance the race that's been set before us. That kind of communion. I believe 
in that time of communion. And so today, as we celebrate and commemorate, I want you to be encouraged by these lies. To use this time to grieve, yes, but to practice. To practice with me what it might be to grieve as one who has hope. Christ is our hope. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.